It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Good morning, and, Professor. Uh, good morning. Good theme song How's it uh, for the segment <laughs> as the Supreme Court has basically just made it. So Oof. we're just going to have to try to survive this here pandemic. That's really um, what it's about. So, Dad, you had a quite strong reaction to the Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> yes. Would you just like to share your perspective as a scientist and a biologist? Uh, your your thoughts on the Supreme Court saying no vaccine mandates are required, no mask mandates are required, <laughs> no testing requirements for companies, large companies, which, as we know, worked because other countries are implementing these kinds of mandates, and yeah. it works. But as a scientist. Well, I go to the number one thing to me is we've lost so many people to this virus and it's like almost like people you know they're oblivious they don't it's like almost like they don't care when you lose almost a million people to one thing yet people are basically ignoring that and and you know it's very disappointing it, it, and um the scientists you know the smart scientists have told us exactly what we need to do um, as far as masking and and vaccines and and you know things like that, they've told us what to do. Um, those that have heeded those uh, those warnings um, uh, have fared much much better than those who have not. Mm -hmm. uh, it's clear that you know the science is there, the the numbers are there. Mm -hmm. um, yet and still, we are still playing. Um, and, and unfortunately, and I, and, and I say this, um, I don't say this without, you know, you know, not without reservation. I say this, you know, boldly, the, the, you know, the Supreme court, um, they should really know better. Yeah. I mean, I wish they did. I wish they didn't have such unlimited, uh, power in the sense that they're completely unaccountable for the, right. this, this type of decision that will we know because as you said the scientists are like do this and the Supreme Court is like yeah we just don't think like we'll we, do something we else have to do that we'll just not do that <laughs> exactly. um, and based on no scientific expertise I mean surely they read briefs and whatnot but um, you know that included that but they then made their own judgment. And this happens all the time. I mean, Correct. the whole area of patent law exists because, right. you know, judges and lawyers get into mm. the space of science. Correct. And make determinations. Correct. Um, so this is not like an unprecedented thing in that way. It exactly. is quite unprecedented in that, you, just as you said, almost a million people are dead. Absolutely. And the idea that we should not have to do something that is a little bit uncomfortable or that maybe some big companies don't want to do because it would be hard right. is worth it given the scale of the loss. Well, Mike, and, and I also look at it, you want to go to uh, your workspace, your work environment, 
and feel a, a level of safety. Um, I think that's what OSHA is all about. Right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I think OSHA it's in the name. So, <laughs> yeah, so if I go to my place of employment, I want to feel safe. I want to feel like uh, I can... Uh, I can do what I need to do and and not be harmed in in you know a specific way. This virus can harm you. Uh, it can harm you short term, long term. It can harm harm your family, and it just seems like that's lost on people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's <clears throat> the question going around now is. Are we in an endemic state? Or, oh, I, I'm, I love know. that you brought this up because that was my next mm -hmm. question yeah. for you this so, morning. So are we, uh, you know, are we reaching an, an endemic state? And, you know, with uh, here in Virginia, um, you know, you're still, you know, 40, 50 people a day passing away. Um, you know, when you're having hundreds of thousands of cases, uh, you know, in the United States alone. No, we are still in the midst of a of a, a pandemic. Um, you know, nothing is under control here. <laughs> you know, um, and what I mean by that is, uh, can you control it with you know folks being vaccinated properly, um, folks you know staying you know distant from one another? No, we're not we're not there yet. And will we get there? Hopefully. Uh, but we are, you know, we're not, we're not in, in you know, where it's just, you know, it, it, you, you look at it as um, forest fires versus embers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're still mm -hmm. in the forest fire stage. Right. And we have the, you know, the fire department still trying to put the flames out right. that are very hot. While people are setting new fires. That's exactly. the thing is, like, people right. are also setting new fires right. while we're trying to put the fire out. And then they're like, but the fire is over. And you're like, actually, no. But the other, the other uh, key to this is there are still, and I'm saying here not so much in the United States because there are some uh, pockets where uh, you have low vaccination rates. But you think about, and this is the key, if we're not vaccinating the world, if we're not um, vaccinating places, you know, with, you know, a great deal of poverty and not being able to get to them, not being able to vaccinate them properly, mm -hmm. guess where the next variant is going to be? that part of the world. You explained Absolutely. this to me yesterday. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, it's, it's vital and you don't really hear, a, you're hearing some of it, but uh, you're not hearing that. Uh, are we getting vaccines to places that don't have them right now? Are, are low vaccination rates of, say, 10 to uh, 15 to 20%? That's not good enough. Right. It really isn't. Until we get to a place where, you know, we're at 85, 90% uh, of the world's population is protected. We don't even have that here. I don't know no. how we're going to get no, we to the world no. without mandates. No. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you have to save people from themselves. That's what I feel like. <laughs> yes. But I feel like we had, I mean, like seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm going to I'm going to ride down the road 100 miles an hour uh, without a seatbelt on. Yeah, 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 it makes a lot of sense. It's illegal to drive without a seatbelt on. I got a ticket right. for it once when I was in my 20s. <laughs> like you, you, there's a mandate right. so that I don't kill my own self. Right. Like, and my wearing a seatbelt actually doesn't impact anybody driving a different car 
unlike COVID, where if I don't protect myself, I'm in, I'm infecting everybody else. Absolutely. That, that Absolutely. wasn't my question. It just, it just made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know but what? I, and I it, do. It should make, it should uh, upset you. It, it, yeah. it makes me uh, very upset. It gets very upset. Because, you know, because yeah. he's 65. I'm sure. So the way he talks now is and, different than when he was 35. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're 65, <laughs> you have, you have, unless you live to be 125, dad. Right. You know, you've lived <laughs> the majority, right? right? That's what you always say. You're like, yeah. for the rest of my life, this will, you know, th- it will be like this. Or you're like, I won't see this for the rest of my life. Right. And I'm always like, dang, this yeah. is so morbid. But then you're like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But you yeah. have been saying from the beginning of the pandemic that we're doing so many things wrong Correct. in prolonging this. Yes. That the impact of our decisions now will be felt for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Can you talk a bit about that so people understand what (laughs) you mean by that and why we really need to get our shit together? Otherwise, this is not going to be the next five years. It's going to be the next 25. Correct. So right from the very beginning, (laughs) what did the scientists say? We need to mass socially, and this is even before vaccines. These are the things that we need to do. A lot of questions were not answered, Um, you know. How, you know, once vaccines did uh, did come on board and once they were developed, how um, how durable were they going to be? Uh, we're seeing now uh, that, you know, three shots. No, you're still going to, you know, the chances of you still getting infected if you're in a space where you can get infected, you can still get infected. Um, I, I truly believe that we'll end up getting a fourth, and you know, you when you use the word booster, I, I usually don't use that. I usually say another, a fourth shot, uh, you know, because we're seeing that the, um, I don't want to say that they're not durable, but they don't last as long. The antibody protection. Correct. Right. They just don't last as long as, say, a But you said te- that the first day you sat at this table with me. Two years ago, mm-hmm. you sat here and you were like, they're going to find gonna the vaccine. Boosters. They're going to test it out. I mean, there was a lot less testing out before they gave it to us than Correct. we had anticipated, which is interesting. But the point is, is that um, you said they we, we don't know how long a vaccine Correct. antibody protection would last. Correct. So and you, I mean, I remember you were saying like just like you get boosters or another shot of something Correct. and update 10 years or couple right. of years after you get the first one Absolutely. that's what this could be and that's where we are to your well and it, and it has to do with the nature of the virus um and again scientists we understood some of what coronaviruses do but not in totality okay you know what i mean by that when it comes to this one right <laughs> the the variation the mutations how quickly it can mutate how infectious how transmissible all of those things were really not worked out in the beginning of the pandemic. And um, so we know and understand, a, I would say, not a lot more, but a little bit more um, uh, long-term uh, effects of, of the virus. That's something that, to, you know, as a scientist, I'm still extremely interested in. Um, you know, <clears throat> when children end up, you know, coming in contact and getting infected with the virus, how is it going to affect them uh, in their 20s. Uh, read uh, a study just recently where uh, young, uh, I'm saying young people that have been infected, they could develop diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, things like that later on in their lives. And you think about that, um, 
you know, diabetes is that's is, a life life altering. Absolutely, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the kind of disease that uh, you know can affect you and your lifestyle and and uh, you know how you do things for the remainder of your life. So there there are there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that are going into this that again. You, you you know you go back to the Supreme Court yeah I I, I get it maybe they don't want to um, they should not have to be thinking about those things but why not uh, because all of all of the decisions that we're making now will affect us in five yeah. ten. 15, 20 well, well, years from now what's funny to me is right. this idea that like we need to be open because of the economy oh. y'all just wait for when it hits the economy, the long-term disabilities, the long-term health impact, and the mass death that is actually going to just probably be factored in in a little bit of a lag. Like the impact of that, the full impact of that, the full weight of that um, and understanding of that probably will come a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Imagine the, how the economy is going to be with no workers. Well, and, and, and exactly. You can't have so, an econ- a good economy in a pandemic. We've been saying this for right. for. Two straight, like <laughs> inflation is a global pandemic problem. Right. Most of the things that we're dealing with now are because we are in a pandemic that we have not been yeah. able to control. Yeah, that's talk. Yeah, full stop. Talking that's about, the issue. Like, absolutely, supply chain issues. So we're talking about right. healthcare where you don't have enough healthcare workers. Uh, yeah. And again, you kind of uh, Z, you kind of put your 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 finger on it. For me, when we're talking about um, say 10, 20 years from now, um, think about the healthcare system and how stressed it is now. This is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand so why I, we, we keep talking about it being so stressed, but then we don't talk about as if it could break. Then we don't like, oh, it'll right. just bend and somehow like it won't yeah. like all collapse. It'll just itself. keep bending. No, it, so it, it's I, going so to collapse. I have a question yeah. about, yeah. about the healthcare system. And the ways that we ought to be interacting with it now. And this is one of those things where, like, my mom has a specific issue, but I feel like it's probably an issue that a lot of people are dealing with. So I'm going to ask it here to you. Mm -hmm. So she has cataract surgery scheduled, Mm. right? Cataract surgery is fairly easy procedure. She's looking forward to it. She hasn't been able to see very well out of one eye for a while. So it's a quality of life thing, but it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. Like she's not going to die in the next six, eight months if she doesn't get the surgery. She's just going to keep having to close one eye while she's watching TV or she won't be able to see the screen. (laughs) The surgery takes place in a hospital. Right. In Brooklyn. Mm. She's terrified. So (laughs) she calls, she asks about the precautions. They're like, oh, did you schedule a COVID test? She Mm -hmm. says, yes. They were like, well, if you don't have any symptoms, you don't actually have to take that test. So don't worry about it. She's like, okay. So the question is, if if you have a non-life-threatening medical issue that would require you to go into a hospital at this point, would you postpone that? Or would Y'all don't you want to see assume... his face, Jess, as you ask <laughs> this question. I wish I could show you the face that he's making right now. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just I like... I told I'm... my mom I'd ask you, and she's like, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> no, well, no, no. Like, well, the thing there... is, my dad is honest. Yeah. There, and his face yeah. tells you in yeah. about the first ten seconds of the question what he thinks. Well, there's a couple things, and and I shared <laughs> I shared this actually yesterday with uh, you know Zerlina. There's a couple things I probably will not do uh, in in mm-hmm. the next year or so. I don't want to say year or so. Maybe you know something you know 
catastrophic happens and I have to go to the hospital. But one is going to the hospital, uh, you know, even for a simple procedure. You know, we used to go to the hospital and the thing you might be concerned about is uh, uh, C. diff or something like that or, you know, uh, you know, God forbid, MRSA or something like that. Or pneumonia. Or a pneumonia. That's a thing. Correct. Right. So, but now you could go and say you have an underlying health condition and you go in, uh, you know, for a simple procedure and you just come in contact and, you know, what, what people go to the hospital because they're ill. Okay. Whether, mm-hmm. and, and the COVID, uh, you know, ICUs and just, we don't, you know, everyone that goes in the hospital is sitting, can you imagine sitting in an emergency room <laughs> right now? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, where I would say 50 to 60% of the people there are waiting either to have a COVID test or are That's COVID. more dystopian than the, the testing line. Right. Or Cause if you're in the, in the <laughs> ER, I'm assuming you have a symptom. Correct. Well, I'm assuming that she's not like she wouldn't be in the ER. She wouldn't be in the waiting room. I'm assuming. And maybe (laughs) this is this is an assumption that I want to ask you about. Mm. I would assume that a hospital Mm. is taking serious precautions to separate people who are possibly infected from people who are going for other reasons. Am I incorrect in that assumption? Do they have the staffing ability to do that or have things broken down that you sort of. (laughs) You, you can't be sure if you're going in for foot surgery that you're not going to see a COVID patient. I went in, and, and this is, I'll use this. I went into a hospital to see someone, and, I'm, and this is a true story. This is what they do. They sit there with a, um, you know, a thermometer to take your, first of all, they ask you, uh, uh, do you have any symptoms? Do you or, have any symptoms? You, are, yeah, yeah. Are you coughing? Uh, you know, uh, do you have a fever? And, you know, you say no. They take you're like everybody says no. Right. Nobody's gonna so, say yes. So right. they, they 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 take your temperature, you know, and that's it. You're you're able to get on the on the elevator. Now on the elevator. Yeah, like, listen, right. The yeah, elevator she keeps going. It's like on the, the sixth floor. I have yeah, to take an elevator. No, that, like, but, yeah. that elevator, bro. But like, so that's the, gonna those, keep me those out are, of a lot of things. Those are the precautions. <laughs> you know, let me take your temperature, ask you a couple questions, you go up to the next. So you know, she's go just up. gonna keep squinting for the next few months at the well, television. And, is what, you know, we're, and, is what we're saying. Yeah. I wish it. I you know I just. I wish I had a better answer. Maybe there's a different yeah. time for her. Like, is yeah. it, so would you, would you suggest? Oh, that's a great. Would you suggest? Great. So for example, mm-hmm. this year, what we have learned is that the virus goes up and it goes down yes. and there's moments in the year where it's safer to do stuff. Correct. And then there's moments in the year where it's not safe to do stuff. Correct. So would you suggest just his mom? A summer. Think about <laughs> like what case number or, you know, rate. Right. What the graph should look like when <clears throat> it's safer to. Definitely the Omicron surge, it, we're still not at the at the peak of it yet. I'll put it to you that way. So um, I, I believe, you know, what the scientists are saying and many of the people who know this, um, it's it's close to the, the very uh, peak of it. Mm-hmm. So but also what they're saying is that it seems to, you know, the curve down downward is a lot more steep as well yeah i saw in new york and dc oh yeah um it they're they they're so it went up and they went straight down correct so that's very very good that's encouraging <laughs> that's yeah. encouraging that's yeah. good so it got kind of goes to the, the rest yeah of the it kind of goes to the but... point i was making a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that you know i'm hoping without emerging variants that 
by April, May yeah. that, uh, you know, we can get back to kind of where we were um, prior to the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I knew once the fall came, once the winter months came, uh, that we would be, you know, in kind of like the situation we're in now. <clears throat> My other concern has been about the, the southern he- hemisphere. Their winter. Uh, yeah, their winter, you know, South America. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about like Chile and, and you know, Colombia and, 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 you know, just countries like that uh, that are you know, again, poorly They're vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're going, you're under vaccinated. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of work through that since we live in such a, uh, you know, a global society. Uh, but again, I mean, if she can wait, <laughs> if she can wait, <laughs> I, I and, and would. she can. Yeah, she can. I, so, yeah. so I think that's probably the decision that that we're going to make here. And yeah, I but, appreciate you taking a moment to help my family, which absolutely. will probably help other families because lots of people have this sort of problem like lots but of people absolutely. are facing these like we don't know what to do with our own personal decisions here hospitals are supposed to be safe but you know we sort of know well, that you, you know you think about hospitals you think you even think about going to the doctor uh yeah. many I'm, i you know there are many families that have and many individuals that have delayed going even to the doctor you know, they could yeah. have, you know, they could have heart issues or or, uh, you know, even say psoriasis. You know, you're just talking about uh, things that a, a doctor or, uh, you know, going into uh, a hospital setting um, that, you know, you would normally go just uh, to get a, just to get a check out, check up. Check but up. people are delaying those things mm-hmm. um, yeah. again. When we're talking about uh, the health care system, the health care system right now is teetering. We were we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, are you like we just keep talking about it's gonna bend and as if it's not right, right, gonna break. So, so yeah. the thing that the thing that made me want to tell my mom to have the surgery now is that I'm I'm worried that it's gonna break. Like I'm worried yeah. that come April or May she won't be able to. Is yeah. am I being super alarmist or is there a possibility no. that? Okay, cool. No, I I don't <laughs> think I I mean if it gets to a, a point where. And I don't really know a great deal about, you know, cataracts, uh, you know, and how long you can wait and those types of things. But um, if it gets to a point, I mean, you have to go see someone. You have to go take care of it. Uh, It's just like, you know, someone who could be having heart palpitations and or, you know, shortness of breath. uh, And they're trying to hold on. You can't just leave that. No, you got to go. You got to go check it out. You got to go, you know, whether it's a hospital setting or even a doctor's office setting. But again, I go back to what are we doing? You know, taking someone's temperature and asking them whether or not they're coughing or have a fever or something, you know everyone's not going to be honest obviously obviously not you know we have, <laughs> you know it's it, that's what we and, learned but also too you know going back to what we were talking about originally with the supreme court and the decision that was just made how many people are going to go into the work and how many people have gone into the work environment and they've they had the flu and yet they're going back to work. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Everybody, we're, so it's, it's a, a yeah. So it's the same thing where we we're going to have people who might be experiencing no to very mild symptoms going into a work environment. Can you imagine sitting in a cafeteria? I no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, well, as, no. as somebody who does, that's a job why all the students walk out. Microphone, exactly. I think about these things. Um, 
you know, not just because like it, it, you know, you could have a company that cares very much about your safety, but (laughs) each individual employee is making their own choices and they could be irresponsible. And now the company is taking all these steps, but you know, the random coworker who, you know, went out drinking over the weekend and then came and masked us to cough next to your face or speak been, into that microphone you're about to hanging share. out in the bar. You know, that makes me a little anxious. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, just, oh, no, we're out of time. I was going to ask you about schools, but I think oh, what you just said applies to that context as absolutely. well, which is that's yeah. been a complete and total disaster. Well, school starts uh-huh. for me next. Uh, yeah. Next, Are you, you're doing remote? No. You're uh, going? I'm going. Um, Oof. What? Boy. I'm going to be uh, pretty much in <laughs> my office. Really I'm going to let you guys talk about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he sounds not, really excited about going. He's like, I'm not going near any be, of this human being. Be in my office with my door shut. <laughs> thank you so much for being you're with welcome. us again. This is as helpful as it ever is. I oh, hope you have the you. best of luck next week in school. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. Stephanie Miller's coming up. Okay.